Welcome back, everybody. Today is Tuesday, May 19th, and welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. We have a very special guest today, Director of Athletic Communications at the University of Buffalo, Brian Wolf. Brian, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Looking forward to chatting with you here. Yeah, man. So uh, we're now, what, about two months and change since the basketball tournament got canceled. Um, what just what have you been doing to stay sane during this time period, you and your staff at Buffalo? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, the biggest thing for us in, you know, I think this will show the value of, of communication professionals is, is we're the ones that are helping out with recruiting with, uh, with dead periods and coaches unable to travel. They still have to sell their program. And, and how do you sell that? Well, that's by virtual tours or, or showcasing the, the best parts and the best memories of our programs. And, you know, who, who knows that stuff better than, than sports information directors and athletic communication professionals. And, you know, we have a great video staff at, at Buffalo who's done an outstanding job with some virtual tours. So, you know, we've stayed really busy working with our coaches to, to help with recruiting uh, over the last week or so. We really turned our attention to how do we honor our seniors who uh, were unable to walk in commencement. So, um, you know, we did, we did some, some videos and some testimonials to, to help honor our seniors who unfortunately were unable to put on a cap and gown and, 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 and graduate. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of this time, I feel like as, as tough as it's been, there's been a lot of silver linings and, and openings and in terms of what people are open to doing in terms of their jobs and things like that, like zoom and all that stuff. Do you, have you found your team has kind of evolved in, in any certain respects? Yeah, I, I think we've we've done a really good job and, and we use Zoom. I mean, we're one, we probably have meetings on it uh, as a staff, maybe three times a week. Maybe that'll go down a little bit now as as we get you know towards Memorial Day. But um, I, I think, you know, right away we, we thought to ourselves, you know, how can we use Zoom to to help to help sell sell our program and sell our sports? And for anybody that that follows uh, our social media channels, we've been doing a lot of two minute drills with our head coaches and our student athletes and former student athletes and Paul Peck, who's uh, the, the voice of our, of our football program. Uh, he's been hosting those and we've been able to record on zoom. And then we, we kind of send the file over to our, our video guys and they, they make it look really good. We were able to sell sponsorship for our two minute drills. So um, we've really embraced the technology that uh, that's been handed to us. And I think we'll continue to use it even as we get back to, to in-person meetings and in-person interviews I think there's still definitely a place for for zoom and and some of these things that we've that we've figured out over the last two months yeah I mean I think all of us um, are trying to find different ways to to do things and you said it great I mean I think there's things on the Mac side that we found that we're doing that we're going to continue to do for sure and it's stuff that we never thought of. I mean I don't know why we didn't think of it because like getting on this call and recording something's pretty simple now that we've been doing it over and over again. And like you mentioned, the sponsorship element, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things you can do. So is there, is there one thing that sticks out that you've really enjoyed doing um, during this time? Just something that you're like, we can really build on this. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we, we've done a really good job of kind of, of, of looking back on, on some of our history and, you know, for myself and for, for John Fuller, for people that have been there for a really long time, it's, it's kind of fun to revisit these, these old memories. And we've done some uh, unbelievable moments segments. Uh, we, we did that, 
the Hail Mary from uh, 2008 against Temple, uh, where we were able to get Drew Willie and Naaman Roosevelt back on, and they were able to kind of talk about it. And it's amazing how much in detail they remember that play. And then in 2008, we won our first uh, MAC tournament title in women's tennis, and we're lucky enough that our head coach was an assistant on that team, and our assistant coach was a player on that team. So they kind of got on, and they talked about something that happened 12 years ago. And then one of the things we just worked on was we got a lot of members of our men's basketball program from the 2005 season back. We got, we, we put, uh, I think six guys on, on a zoom call uh, the other day and just, just let them just for an hour, just, just talk and, and reminisce about uh, the program and, and what they remember from it and what they love about this year's team. So it's kind of been fun for some of us that have been around for a long time to, to see what our former student athletes are doing. We actually just had, uh, our victors award show, which we had to do virtually. And, and one of our ideas was let's find all these former award winners. Let's find uh, our male athlete of the year from, from 2008 and our female athlete of the year from five years ago and let them get them back involved, let our fans know what they're doing. And, and, and they were able to kind of introduce the winners. So it's been fun kind of catching up with former athletes and looking back on, on some old moments. Uh, speaking of, speaking of moments, we had our Mac moment today was, uh, your uh, seven overtime game against Western Michigan. What do you remember of that game? Well, I mean, you know, there, there's not many games that you like to talk about after, after a loss, but uh, that game was, was something else. And, you know, it's uh, – th- I always remember, you know, when you look at a football game, you, you have a lot of your media and a lot of your staff. They always go down to the field with five minutes or seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter just to get ready for post game. So I, I just kind of remember – I remember John Fuller going down with maybe five minutes to go and some of our media going, you know, going down there with five minutes to go just to get ready for post game. And, and all of a sudden overtime one hits and overtime two hits and uh, a sister runs out on the field. And before you know it, it's, you know, two, an hour and a half, two hours of overtime. And, and I haven't, I've, I haven't talked to, 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 to John Fuller in about two hours cause he's down there. Uh, I was up in the press box. I think, Louis Spina was up there with me and we were up there with, with the Western SIDs and some other media. And it just got to the point where we just started laughing. I mean, that was really all, all we were able to do is, is just, is just laugh as, as it kept going. And it wasn't until after the fact that we, you know, we talked back to our, to our, uh, our radio guys and you, you forget that there's no commercial breaks in overtime. So our radio crew and probably the ESPN three crew at the time, they didn't get a single break for an hour and a half. They, they were on the air for an hour and a half straight, just calling action. Um, and I, and I just remember just talking to them and then finally it all kind of wrapping up. And I think it was a three thirty start time and it was 11 o'clock and we were still in the press box <laughs> and we finally looked at each other and we were like, what, what just happened? Yeah. And then you, it finally hits in that, you know, we, we might've just seen maybe one of the top 10, 15, best college football games of all time. And, you know, even though we, we came out on the short end of it, it's, it's definitely a game I'll, I'll never forget. Drew Anderson's, uh, you know, the performance he had just backing up Tyree Jackson, who was injured. I mean, that's one of the best performances probably in the history of the Mac. Yeah. I, I remember talking to Dustin Fox. He was on the call, like you mentioned, friend, friend of the podcast. He's yep. been on with us before. Uh, we love Dustin, but uh, just talking to him after, because I think I might be wrong in this, but I think there was a Browns game that a home game the next day, uh, and Dustin does all the Brown stuff too. 
for us like before the game and everything and and does all the stuff in Cleveland to, to highlight the game and he was like looking to get out of there and drive home and then by the time that game ended you know it was late and he had to get back and then turn around and do it again that's one thing I remember the other thing I remember about that game was we sit in our office as you know and kind of cover the games every weekend uh, Eric, were you there that day? You know what? I I don't think I was. Oh, go figure. Eric wasn't there that day. Well, I think uh, I was at a championship at that point. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I think I was at men's soccer or something. But it was in October, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, I remember sitting with Carrie Krawczak from our staff, and her husband had, like, gotten out and gotten fish, and they were at grill fish. And that's all I remember all day was, like, her husband's like, oh, do you, you know, when are you coming home? I'm going to throw this fish on. And she's like, uh, not yet. And, like, by the time, I'm like, man, that fish is going to be, like, so old. And, like, it's been sitting out all day. And that's the one thing I remember. In fact, I sent her the text this morning from the um, – you know, that from the moment we put out and she's like, poor, poor Joe had to sit there and tend to the fish all day. So that's like one thing that will stand out. That was incredible. I remember, I remember the, uh, this guy's sister running on the field. Oh yeah. 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 yeah the tight end for yeah. Western. Yeah. I think she, she thought the game was over yeah. and, uh, was, wasn't, it was, I think it just, it just tied it up again. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was it was that's crazy. Nice. That, that part of it was crazy. And again, it was just, we just started laughing and yeah, uh, like, I know, you know, she got on sports center and the whole game got on. And mm-hmm. I mean, those are the, those are the parts you'll remember. I mean, you, it's hard to remember, you know, individual plays from the game, but I mean, you'll always remember, you'll always remember the tight end sister running on, on the field. Yeah, absolutely. How, Brian, how long have you been at Buffalo now? I mean, you were a student there. I mean, all, all said and done. How long have you been at UB? Yeah, so um, my freshman year there was uh, 2001 and started working in the communications office uh, prior to the 2002-2003 season and then started full-time in November of 05. So I guess we're talking about 15 years full-time there. Yeah, I mean, you're a New York guy through and through. Um, what what about Buffalo? What about not only the campus? What what about the city and just everything uh, do, you, do you love about Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, you know, for starts from work, I mean, you know, to be able to work for your alma mater is, is really, is really awesome. You know, it's, we, we've seen it grow so much. I mean, from some of the lean years and in, in the early two thousands to what we've been able to do over the last five years. But I mean, Buffalo is just, it's, I mean, for you guys being in Cleveland, it's just, it's got the Midwestern feel. I mean, everyone here is so friendly. They, they call it the city of good neighbors for, for a reason. I mean, everyone just, they love it. They love their sports. They love their successful teams. I mean, just to watch the way that uh, our fans and, and the Western New York area has gotten behind our athletic programs, again, especially over the last decade, has been fantastic. Uh, the food here is is unbelievable. Uh, it's got great, great food. Uh, and then just our proximity to, to some great, great areas. You know, we're only 15 minutes from Niagara Falls. We're only an hour and a half from Toronto. We can get to Cleveland in three hours, get to Pittsburgh in three and a half hours. Um, so it's a great location and it's just, just a great place to be around. I mean, I know, I know the, the weather gets, gets a bad rap, but it's, it's not that bad. I mean, you know, and, right. I mean, anybody in the Midwest and, and on the East coast spends that weather, you know, around that weather and, way I always look at it you know traveling with men's basketball is I I don't really have time for that weather to impact me so by the time we get to to uh settle down for you know for the summer and the late spring you know it gets to be 70 degrees out so it's not bad for us 
Yeah, I mean, I think let's let's talk about your basketball career a little bit. I mean, you guys had a pretty impressive two-year run uh, in seventeen and eighteen. Do you guys what, what was your favorite moment? I guess uh, from from those two years. Yeah, I mean that you know, I mean it goes back to you know the first the, the first year in fourteen fifteen when when we won the MAC tournament with Coach Hurley. Um, that that's one that's a, a moment I'll never forget. You know, we've we've been to the Cleveland, you know, so many times and we've seen every other team cut down the nets and it just never, just never happened for us. So, you know, to be able to, to cut the nets down for the first time, um, that was, that was really special. And, and, you know, and then to prepare for an NCAA tournament and Jeremy, I believe that was one that you were actually was in, in, in Columbus, but to not really know what, what I was doing. I mean, you know, it's as an SID for the first time going to an NCAA tournament, you just don't really know what you're doing. And, all of a sudden it's, you know, Bobby Hurley going back to the NCAA tournament and, you know, and your phone's blowing up for, you know, a day and a half straight, but it was just, it was a fun ride to be part of. And when you go for the first time, you're just kind of excited to be there. And, um, you know, and that game didn't turn out the way we wanted to. We played really well in the second half, but fell just short to, to West Virginia. And then, and then coach Oates takes over and to see him to be able to go to the NCAA tournament his first year and, we go out to Providence and then play well against a, a really good Miami team. That was, that was fun. And then, and then those two years happened where, uh, you know, we, we finally win again in, in 17, 18 and we go out to Boise and, uh, and we play Arizona and all of a sudden we're, we're just smoking Arizona. I mean, and it's just, you're just sitting there and you can't even believe it. And um, you know, I remember at one point, uh, there was maybe three minutes left in that in that game, and you know we're up by like twenty against you know the number one pick in the NBA draft. And uh, I remember one of the members of the media come up to me, and 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 she goes, "So you guys are going to win. So what happens next?" And I just look at her and I go, "I have no idea." And I might have you know, I might have used some other language in there too, but uh, I go, I, "I I don't know." And then you know we win, and and it's all of a sudden it's just it's madness. I mean everybody wants to talk to to Nate and to CJ and and Nick Perkins. And, you know, we just, we just took down, uh, we just took down Arizona. It was unbelievable. So you go from these, you know, the highest of highs there. And then all of a sudden you get back to the hotel and we played a, a pretty late game and we were already two hours back in, in the mountain time zone. And all of a sudden after enjoying it for about, you know, about, about an hour, we realized, Oh man, we gotta, we gotta prepare for Kentucky. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I just remember sitting in the, in the hotel meeting room with our coaches and they're putting the scattering port in and I have to work. It's, you know, in the Mac tournament, it's nice when you move on, you just kind of work on like a, like a one page uh, updated game note. It doesn't take too long. Well, the NCAA tournament, you work on a brand new eight page set of game notes that they need by like nine o'clock the next morning for the media availability. So you just kind of run on fumes. And then, um, you know, unfortunately we lost to Kentucky, but, you know, that was a great run. And then I think that led us to the, you know, 18-19 season when we realized we can we can really do something special. And, um, you know, we go to West Virginia. And Eric, I think you were at that game, right? You were at the West Virginia game? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, that was yeah. probably one of the most incredible basketball games I've ever seen in person. Yeah, so, you know, we go – so we go to that – we go there and – don't get out to a great start. And then all of a sudden the second half hits and, and CJ Massenburg puts on, you know, we're talking about great moments, moments you'll never forget, but the, you know, that, that game that CJ had against West Virginia and, and the game and the shot that he hit to go put, put us into overtime. Uh, that was amazing. And then, and that season just, 
you know, to go undefeated all the way up until, until we went to Marquette, to go into the carry dome, beat Syracuse, you know, that, that means a lot for us as Western New Yorkers. And then that season was just, it was just special to be ranked for, you know, almost 20 straight weeks. And then you go to NCAA tournament and all of a sudden you're the sixth seed. You're the, you know, you never, you never think when you go to NCAA tournament that you have to pack your home jerseys, the white ones, mm-hmm. uh, but to, to pack the home jerseys and, and to, to play Arizona state and, and win that game. And, you know, we really thought we had a chance against Texas tech and, and they just put on an unbelievable run, you know, and probably should have won, you know, a national title that year, but you know, it was just amazing just dealing with that, that whole season and, and the media requests we got were, were just, it was unbelievable. It was a year that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah. You definitely brought back some huge memories. Yeah. I mean, like you said, going to that NCAA tournament with you guys, um, just I remember you and John uh, on the court when you guys first won the title in Cleveland. I mean, we, we need we need uh, you've just outlined why we need sports uh, back in our lives like really soon, because I mean, there's there's so many cool stories. Everyone thinks of the coaches, student athletes. But I mean, all these moments mean just as much to you. Um, you know, be, being able to witness this and, you know, we as media people, we never get the behind the scenes credit of all the work that goes into it. But there are moments that when you pour kind of all your hard work into it, you, you reap the benefits and, and and they mean as much to you as, as anyone. Um, So it's really cool to just hear you kind of run through all that because it was, I mean, what a time for Buffalo hoops and for the conference, Uh, you know, you guys, did as much for us as you did for yourselves with, with, especially with the wins in the NCAA tournament. Um, getting back to Cleveland a little, uh, you're no stranger to Cleveland. It's just like you outlined. Uh, what do you, what do you love about the tournament? Um, and just overall being downtown Cleveland, being a rocket mortgage field house, um, and just kind of the overall event as a whole. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love everything about the Mac tournament. I mean, it, you know, just from, walking around downtown Cleveland and just seeing fans from all, all the different teams, just hanging out and having, having a great time. We always travel really well. You know, I, I always joke that the Mac tournaments is actually, it's actually our closest road trip of the year, uh, you know, just under three hours. So we always travel really well as do the other, the other Mac programs. So, you know, that, that part's great. Just, just seeing fans coming out and enjoying themselves. Um, you know, I love just, you know, hanging out in the Renaissance and you, you see the different teams there and, we get to hang, you know, catch up with, with other SIDs from the other schools and then just, you know, just go into the arena and just, and just watching the games and seeing that, the, you know, the passion the fans have, the passion the players have, the high level of basketball that, that's played not only on the men's side, also on the women's side. Um, you know, we've been really lucky that, uh, you know, in addition to our men's program, our women's program has done really well in, in Cleveland the last couple of years as well. So, you know, for us to go work, you know, six games or, or so, uh, you know, over in the arena is, is really exciting. And then it's fun too, when some of the other teams are, are playing and, and, you know, dogging it out and, and overtime, and we kind of just get to sit back and, and, and watch it. Um, there's just, there's just so many great games that, that are played there. And it's just, it's an unbelievable show for the fans. I know it's a, a full couple of days and we don't get a lot of downtime necessarily during, during that week, but do you have uh, any like favorite spots you have to hit when you're in Cleveland? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I always go to Flannery's and that's, 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 that's my specs, but um, right, right across the street. I love it. Yeah. You know, we, we go there, um, you know, we go to Harry Buffalo a lot. Um, you know, we just kind of walk around and, and just, just 
see where, where the fans are. And, um, you know, now it's wherever, wherever we can, wherever we can go and, and, and kind of hang out with, with, with our, with our fans and, and some of our administrators and, you know, and then, you know, and then after we win you, the, the last couple of years, you know, we just, we kind of just go right back to, and to take over the Renaissance lobby. And that's usually kind of a, a pretty fun night as well. Um, but also, you know, I guess a lot of it depends on, on the weather. We've had a lot of different, uh, a lot of different back tournaments. Some, some it's been 50 and it's been nice to walk around and some, you know, you, you really take advantage of the, uh, the underground uh, tunnel from the, uh, the hotel to the arena. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to just one time. I mean, I guess I did when I was a student, but um, experience the MAC tournament kind of the way some of the teams get to. Because, I mean, we, we get to the arena and it's dark out or maybe the sun has just come up and we leave that thing and it's still dark out. It's like it's like Vegas, you know, you don't know what the heck time it is. You don't know what's going on, weather. People are like, oh, it's really nice outside. And we're like, oh, great. Like, I'll have to read about it because we haven't seen the sun forever. But to hear that just even your staff and people enjoy the city and what it has to offer. And uh, like Eric mentioned, you're able to just walk across the street and get to a place. I think that's what is really cool about our tournament that not only is the venue incredible, and I know you didn't get a chance to see it this year, um, but what they've done to the venue is outstanding. Um, but the, the walkability, and I think that's why we've been managed, we've been able to get some NCAA tournaments there, uh, as well, just because of those reasons. Um, uh, so it's, it's really cool to, to hear you say that. Um, Eric, what do you got next? Uh, kind of, they're not really like, we have like rapid fire questions, but they're not really rapid fire because they're, yeah, they're, it's, it's they're definitely like topics, but they're out of the sports. They're out of the sports scene. Uh, well, all right. First one isn't. Well, well, we'll leave that to the last one. Then. Okay. All right. Um, one thing that you know is near and dear to my heart. You got to break down the wing scene in Buffalo. Um, anytime I go there, we do a little bit of work, uh, truth be told, but everyone probably at Buffalo, especially Brian, knows that I have like one thing on my mind, and that's <laughs> – where we're getting wings uh, that day and how fast we will get them. Um, where, uh, where are the go-to places? I know you're going to say one for sure, but give us some, some outliers for the next time we're there. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, we, we all know that, that Elmo's is the spot that, uh, you know, that we, that we like to go to um, the, uh, the barbecue Cajun double dip are, are um, they're unbelievable wings. But, you know, I think, I mean, any wing here is, is, is a good one. I mean, as long as you're not going to Buffalo Wild Wings, probably, um, you know, but, uh, you know, Duff's is, is great. I mean, those, those are a little bit more on, on the, you know, the saucier side, but they do great business. And then Anchor Bar is the original home of, of the Buffalo Wing. They're, they're the ones that created it. So there's the, there's the original Anchor Bar downtown. And then there's, uh, there's one at the airport and uh, there's one also in the North Towns as well. So those are kind of the three main staples. And then really any, any pizza place, has good wings. Um, Santor's, they, they, they have solid chicken wings as well. So you, you really can't find a bad, a bad wing. You just, you know, got to find the one that, that makes the most sense to you. And, you know, I mean, Elmo's is, is definitely number one on the list, but I'm, I don't, uh, I don't turn down a, a good, a good Buffalo wing. For, for our listeners that don't know, how can you describe Elmo, Elmo's ambiance in one word? 
it's dark. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, it, I, I, that's the one word, but I mean, <laughs> I, you know, they actually, they are not open on Sundays because it's so, it's so tight. They don't want you congregating there on an NFL Sunday. So they're, they're actually closed on Sundays um, just because that's, I mean, mostly because they, they want to probably go home and, and watch Cleo Mack because that, that is Cleo Mack's favorite wing spot as well. Uh, he makes a stop there every single time, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's small. It's, it's just small and dark, but it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, another one I'm going to, th- I mean, you're dead on for people listening. If you're in Buffalo, find Elmo's it's very close to campus. I mean, less than a mile, right? At yeah, maybe it's a mile tops, uh, right around the corner. You probably will miss it if you're looking for a place because it's in a strip mall. Uh, but they are the best wings I've, I've ever had. Uh, there's and, and no doubt they've been it. open during quarantine, which is great. So we've, we've actually a couple, we've a couple times we've gotten some takeout uh, from okay. there and we just, don't feel like uh, don't feel like cooking, so we, we have supported them. Uh, travels. You think you think I could order some from Buffalo? Yeah, I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I, long as you're willing to drive and pick them up. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Sometime I've been like, hey, maybe I'll just go for a ride one day. So now I know where <laughs> where I'm driving for sure. Uh, I'll just have to find a good place to nap after I'm done eating all of them. Yeah. Um, the Buffalo food scene and just. Uh, kind of entertainment scene outside of wings what's one thing that people don't know that buffalo has i've worded this wrong but that's really good in buffalo outside of the wings what's something yeah, i mean you know the whole downtown area you know there's a there's a really big theater district in in downtown buffalo um so there, there's there's shays performing arts center um and they get you know the run of all the all the broadway shows at at, at one point or another so there's a really really big theater scene down there um, there's, uh, obviously the professional sports are, are, are huge in the area, whether it's the bills or the Sabres or actually what people maybe not even don't know about Buffalo is that it has a, a huge indoor lacrosse fan base. So the, the Buffalo bandits are like, I mean, they, they probably sell out a lot of, a lot of their games. So that might be something people don't really know about the Buffalo area is that, uh, there's, there's some really big lacrosse fans here. All right. Have you ever jumped on a, on a table for Bill's mafia? I have not, but I'm, but I'm also not a Bills fan. So, uh, so I, I don't think I'd be allowed to jump on a table. <laughs> Eric, you got the next one? Yeah, uh, I think the next one's pretty simple. What's your uh, best John Fuller story? <sighs> oh, man, the John Fuller story. I mean, it's got to be the gift that goes all, all around, yeah. right, With the, from, from Temple. Um, but uh, I'm going to – I mean, there's, there's so many. I mean, John and I have worked together since uh, – since 2000 and uh, since 2002, my first year as a student was his actually his first year full time. So uh, we've worked together for, I mean, it's almost two decades now. Uh, but I, I'll remember another story. Um, and he'll probably hate me for telling this one, but it's all right. Sure. Um, and in 2008, when we played in the MAC championship game for football, when we, when we beat Ball State, the night before or the day before we, we, we hosted UConn in men's basketball. Um, and UConn was ranked like second in the country or something like that. And, uh, and John, uh, he pulled his back out like that morning or the night before something like that. And he calls me and he's not, he's in not good shape. And he's like, I, I don't really know if I'm going to you know be able to even make it into work today. And I'm thinking to myself, man, and Paul Beckett was still working there at the time, but he was already with the football team because we were playing the next day in, in, uh, in Detroit. So now I'm like sitting here and I'm only a couple of years, like, you know, 
in the business and, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm going to take over like for this game against the second ranked team in the country that's playing in, in, in Buffalo. But John makes it and we ended up playing UConn, re- you know, really close that game. Well, the next morning we're driving to, to Detroit and he's all like hopped up on painkillers, like in the back seat of a van. And we're, you know, we're, we're trying to go through the border to save some time. And I'm like, this guy's, you know, he's all hopped up on painkiller. I don't know, I'm hoping that they don't ask too many questions. Um, get to Detroit and, uh, and we win the, and we also, we win the game and, and, you know, we're all giddy just because again, we've never won a Mac championship before in football and John comes over. And for that second, he forgets that his back is in just a terrible position, you know, just terrible shape. And he lifts me up to celebrate and just immediately just like crumbles that in pain like that, you know, I just totally forgot about it, but I'll always remember just, you know, this guy, he was, in, he was just in such bad shape, but just, you know, the enjoyment and the celebration, he put that to the side and, you know, just lifted me up and then realized that was probably a pretty big mistake. That is awesome. I'll definitely uh, make it known that I know that story unless he, if he doesn't listen to this, uh, that's a good one for sure. I wish I would have seen that in person. Um, The last one, since you've been a uh, student and, you know, you've spent so much time at Buffalo, um, and it is kind of the time for a Mount Rushmore season. Uh, all sports combined, and we'll limit this to people since you've been there as a student and beyond. Who is your Who is your Buffalo uh, Mount Rushmore? All right. So, what was that? Is that five? Is it, is it five? Four. Top four. Four. Uh, that's not a good sign. That I don't even know how to go with Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so I'll blame it on the quarantine. I'll blame it on quarantine brain. Uh, I mean. Khalil Mack's number one. I mean, I think that's that's uh, that's that's a given. Uh, and then I and then C.J. Massenburg's on there. Um, I'll probably throw Nick Perkins on there too. So you have C.J. Uh, C.J. Nick Khalil, and then you know the the fourth. I mean, I'm gonna go with you know Jonathan Jones. He won he won a national championship for us in, in the shot put. You know, he's our he's our you know Division one national champion. So I mean, I think he definitely deserves a spot on Mount Rushmore when you, anytime you can win a national championship. Yeah. Solid. I mean, I can't argue with any of those choices. I, I, uh, no, I, I don't know, uh, man, just watching Buffalo. I'm trying to think of, I mean, Khalil would definitely be on there. Uh, I would give a nod to, um, Sierra Dillard. Yep, I think Sierra. Yeah, CF Sierra would be on there. Uh, now I'm just giving more. Now I'm giving more names. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Hey, it's mm-hmm. it's tough. I'm trying to think of. I mean, I can't not have Khalil on it. So I'm trying to think of three different names from my memory bank outside of who you named. Um, and it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. CJ's a for sure guy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that is tough. I mean, turn of battle. I mean, you know, he, yeah. the, you know, an 05 Mac player of the year and a guy that really kind of, I would say, you know, got, got our athletic department, our men's basketball, you know, program role. And I, I think, you know, he would, he would be someone that would be on there. Um, Courtney Brown on the women's side. I mean, she was, she was Mac player of the year. Um, I think she still holds the Mac record for block shots in a career. Um, there, there's been so many great athletes and that doesn't even go and, you know, that doesn't even mention any of the great coaches out that we've had, you know, I think, you know, yeah. you know, Nate Oates can definitely be on there as well. And uh, I think, you know, what Lance has done, you know, he, you know, he can make a case for himself, not just at Buffalo, but in, in his career. So yeah. there's definitely a lot of, 
there's definitely a lot of choices. Yeah, man. Well, I think we'll end this just with, um, I always like hearing, you know, we talk to a lot of coaches, a lot of student athletes and, um, to, to end this, uh, we're, we're all facing tough times in, in sports information and media relations right now. There's not a lot going on and hopefully we're back up soon. But when we talk to people kind of in the profession, the behind the scenes, for those listening that want to work in sports someday to want to be in media, what, what advice would you have for someone in, in, you know, uh, whether they're in college or even high school right now, like looking to say, Hey, someday I want to work in sports. Yeah. I mean, I, what I tell people always is, is get involved early. Uh, you know, if you're a, a student, um, you know, get, get involved, uh, you know, offer to help out and it, there might not be money involved. Um, but you know, what, what happened for me is I, I got involved my sophomore year and it, and it turned into this career. Um, don't be afraid to, to work hard. I mean, this, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of great moments and, and the, the great moments definitely out, outweigh all the other moments, but it, it's hard sometimes. I mean, it's, there's, it's tough. And, you know, unfortunately uh, I've dealt with situations that I don't wish that anybody would, would have to deal with. Um, you know, we've uh, unfortunately had student athletes pass away. You have coaches that, um, you know, get fired and move on. So um, it, it's, it's, it's tough at times, but it's, it's also really rewarding. Um, but for someone who's young, it's just get involved, ask questions. Don't be afraid to do the, the, the little things. The little things are, are, are so important. And, you know, whether it's, it's passing out stats or maybe you have to run back to the office to, to grab a ream of paper. And I, I know that sounds so little, but I mean, those, those are the things that, that people notice early and, and they really help us be able to do our jobs and, um, and just, you know, look around, see what, see what other people are doing. I, don't, I think everybody does their jobs differently, but nobody's, no way is the right way. No way is the wrong way. Um, you just have to know your audience. You know, we know that our audience in Buffalo, because it's a professional market and our media um, is dealing with a lot of professional teams is, is a little bit different than some of the other schools in the league or across the country. So um, it, just knowing your market, becoming friends with not friends, but developing a really good relationship with the media. I think that's, that's really important. And I think that's one of the areas in this field that, um, you know, that maybe has, has struggled a little bit is, is, is the relationships that you have with the media. Um, and I, I think we do a really good job with that. Um, so those are just kind of some of the, the things that, that I would suggest that people do. And, you know, for someone who's young too, in the field, it's, you know, the social media part's great, but, you know, also, learning how to write, um, learning how to, to, to talk to someone else and, and, and have interpersonal skills. I mean, that's, that's really important in this field as well. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, Hey, Brian, uh, I want to thank you once again, uh, for joining us today. It's great to get a little insight, not only into UB, but about the career stuff and everything. And we hope you and, uh, your staff and, uh, family and everyone stay, uh, you know, safe and, and we'll get back to sports soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. Return of the man. Return of the man. Come on. Return of the man.